On this episode of Mistake by the Take, Jake and Dylan are ranking their top 10 NFL quarterbacks. Where does Deshaun Watson fit on this list? And finally, this or that, Deshaun Watson or another NFL quarterback? All that and more on a brand new episode of Mistake by the Take. Episode 20 of Mistake by the Take. Jake, we finally made it to 20 episodes. How does that feel? 20 episodes is crazy. We're not even a quarter to 100 yet. And I mean, I've talked about this before. I feel like in a way we've been doing this forever, but also not at all. No, I know. It's weird because I was looking at our outline since we always have, you know, episode 20 outline episode, whatever. And I looked at him like, damn, we're already at 20 now. It's, it's a weird feeling. For sure, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm your host, Dylan Feldovich, along with my co-host, and better yet, best friend, Jake Volnick. Always hits the hard strings, always yeah, does. Yeah, of course. We got, a, we got a fun one today, especially because there is a lot of talk about this going on right now with the, um, I think ESPN came out with this article about how GMs value the quarterbacks, so it's going to be a good one. But first, as always, Jake, how are we feeling today? I, I today I just want to be mad and I just want to not be Facts. in a good mood, but I can't. Oh, I, I simply, no, I'm I'm not in a good mood. But I, I, I'm on the verge of like just being mad. But then I just keep thinking back to this weekend, and okay. I, I had a great weekend. What? Let's uh, let's hear it then. So I, I mentioned it mentioned in the last episode. It's uh, my good friend Ben, who you also know you've met. Yeah, I love so, Ben. Yeah, it was his 21st birthday. Went down to Columbus. Uh, ben wanted to, to hit the casinos on his 21st, so... Obviously. Right, I mean, you say obviously, I'm nearly 22 now and I've never been. Wow. I had never been to a casino. That's a sin. So, I mean, practically, but also, the casino itself was kind of a sin. Right, but, well, yeah, but... <laughs> but I, I did make it down, and uh, well, I had work on Friday, my shift got moved up to a 1 to 6 instead of a, you know, 5 to midnight, so I left right on Friday, hit the casino that day. Didn't know what I was going to play. Didn't really do much when I was there. Placed a in-person sports bet because it would be criminal not to because of who I am. I, it missed. Don't worry. Um, and then I went to the roulette table and I was like, yeah, you know, the odds are pretty skewed here, right? Black has not hit in a while. So I put down $25 because that was the minimum. And I threw it on black, hit it, waited a few spins. Column three was looking spicy, hit it on column three, another 50, walked away up 75, went back on Saturday, another 125 bucks playing blackjack. Damn. Yeah. Roulette was not my friend when I went to Vegas. I can't even lie. Uh, I struggled. I, I lost another 50 on roulette the, the second day. I, yeah. I ended the day down 150 because I got cocky. Uh, like, not down the day, but like my last part of the play, like all bets, I lost $150 straight. And then I was yeah. like, okay, I'm done. $200 profit is enough. Well, hey, there you go. And as also, uh, yeah, sports betting. I uh, I threw threw a little. We're gonna do this one. We're gonna uh, talk yeah, about it. We're, we're gonna toe the fence on it. All right. I, I tossed you a little something that I found on a specific book that we, of course, will not mention. That was as close to a guarantee of money as you can get. I'm not gonna go into exactly what it was, but let's just say uh, I walked in with fifty dollars of free play on Bet Three Six Five. Shout out Ben for the referral code and. I sent him my referral code. Okay, I was about yeah. to say, whoa, 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 no, hold on no, a second. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I, don't worry, don't worry. Okay. Uh, I walked in with $50, 
and I walked out of that day with 480. Yeah, I made a cool hundred dollars off that one too. I can't even lie. I the only thing that I probably skewed the odds with that one. I think I might have actually just leaked the book that I did, but it's fine. It's whatever. You did. You yeah, did. I out did. Of it's bet three six five. I'm an idiot, but it's okay. I didn't even think it's about okay. that. They don't know what we're talking about. Let's idiot. just say they made me money. Either way, I think the only reason why those odds were so messed up was partly because of the weather. They were thinking maybe there was going to be a rain delay. Yeah, well, now you're but, giving away the I sport, mean, too. But <laughs> just, I mean, it was pretty fucking obvious what the sport is since we, I mean... I mean, yeah. I, there's either not way. much going on. But there, it, it was also the day of Wimbledon. They could have thought it was tennis, which also lost me $20. Which could which could be another thing with weather. Yeah, it could have. But now it's yeah. not. I reveal, I, we made sure to give it away. We won't go into more than that, though. It was a moneymaker, and it was basically guaranteed. We made cash. That's all that matters. Thank you, Bet365. Yep. Not sponsored. All right. We're getting out of the way because I want to get into hot off the press since uh, we got a... The, I mean, the first one is going to be the best one right now. I I don't know. I think this one... This one... I don't know. This this one pissed me off a little bit. Oh, did it? Did it really piss you off? Go ahead. Tell them what it is, Dylan. So, listen. DeAndre Hopkins signs with the Titans. And for the longest time, yes, I was saying that he was going to sign with the Patriots. I'm not saying that it was the right move in each scenario. If he did sign with the Patriots or if he signed with the Titans. Like, it was going to be a bad move whatsoever. He should go play, try to play with Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. It's pretty, pretty clear. Yeah. But he ends up signing with the Titans, I believe... It was for 13 a year with incentives included to potentially get it up to 16 a year, I believe. It was something like uh, that. For I two mean, years, I could, yeah. I saw the structure out of how it, he gets paid. It's basically having like catches and whatever. It's actual on-the-field incentive-based. Right, so we'll... I, there's no more to get into this. You lost the bet, and I also sort of lost, lost the bet. You lost the bet, too. But, but hey, only because you made me pick teams. Here's the thing, though. The bet was this. If you sign with the Patriots, you owed me one. But if you sign with the Bears or the Chiefs, I owed you one. And, and one if being we, a beer here. I mean, yeah, obviously. Not to, not to, a tall know, one. A tall one. Exact. Uh, but. If you sign either place, it just. We it, simply have to drink together. Which is not the worst of the worst. Dude, I hate alcohol. <laughs> yeah, okay, dude. Sure. Anywho, moving on. Uh, this one's probably the bigger news, obviously. Not debatable. The, not really. But not really, I'll no. say debatable for our podcast. For, for, yeah, <laughs> for our purposes, it probably isn't. But the running back market, my Lord, what's going on with that? Yesterday, so as we, re, we are recording this on Tuesday, Saquon Barkley and the Giants, they didn't reach a long-term deal or an agreement. Yeah, womp womp. I'm not surprised by it because this is the same case with other guys like uh, Josh Jacobs and Tony Pollard, two other guys that failed to sign an extension with their teams. And let's hear your thoughts first yeah, well, before we only, really get into it. The only deal that really got done before the deadline, like on the day of the deadline or right around there, was Evan Ingram, I believe, signed an extension. Yeah, Ingram did sign an extension, which is a good signing for the Jaguars. Yeah, I like it. Um, so my take here is basically... The, what are the Giants doing, right? I, I understand not paying a running back, and I've said it multiple times, you shouldn't pay a running back a ton of money. But in the Giants' case specifically, 
because I don't think this applies the same to Josh Jacobs or Tony Pollard. You drafted Saquon at the fourth pick. That is telling you right there that you want this guy to be not only a huge part of your future, but probably the cornerstone of your future. And you don't want to pay him. I, like, why draft him top five if you didn't have plans on extending out his contract and making him a well-paid running back? I think my take on it is similar to yours in the sense, not necessarily because they drafted him so high. I think the reason why they probably should have extended him is, who is Daniel Jones throwing the ball to? That's my real question. I like, could rattle off a couple names, but you're not going to like them. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to, he's the only weapon on that team right now, in my opinion. I'm pretty close to it. And then you're going to just let him walk? I, I I pray that there's a chance that they can get a wide receiver one soon or in, in just by next year. Because what what's going to happen when you let Saquon walk? Because I'm, I'm assuming that this dude doesn't want to play for them anymore. I want it. If he's not going to pay, like if it, if there, there's, listen, there's only one guy that I would pay in the NFL as a running back for sure. And that's Christian McCaffrey. And that's because he does everything. He does literally everything. He's a weapon. He truly is. And there's two other guys that I'm like iffy about. And that's Saquon Barkley and Bijan Robinson. Saquon is because the injuries. That's a big concern with me. Not a big Nick Chubb guy, eh? No, because he's not a true weapon. He's, talk to me when he can catch a shit ton of passes out of the backfield. Okay. And then also Bijan, I don't know what he's capable of if he is putting up numbers like Saquon and CMC that I, I have no problem. And Jameer Gibbs, of course, right? No. Jameer Gibbs is not going to be a lead back in the NFL. I'm sorry about that. But either way, my my reasoning is like for them, they probably should have. But in all these other cases, I'm, I'm not going to sign them. It's, my process is you build your line, you get a good run scheme, draft a running back, not in the first round, play said running back, and then draft another one. It's really not that hard. I, I just, I don't know. There, there's something to be said, too. Like, Saquon is not your everyday running back, and I no, know you he just isn't. said that. He, he's elite. Like, he is one of the best runners in the NFL. And let me mention, too, I don't think the Giants offensive line, that great. Like, no. He's making more out of this than the run scheme and the offensive line is helping him. And now when you look at this team, we've talked how bad the wide receivers are. You know what helps your passing game? A good running game. Yeah. And you know what you don't have without Saquon Barkley? A good running game. So what do the Giants have offensively now? Nothing. Assuming, and it, this is now very possible, so since they didn't sign, they're now allowed to skip all of training camp without taking a fine. And they would only be fined if it came to it, if they decided to miss games. Right. Which I think is a very realistic possibility for Saquon. I think he, I think he holds out. If I'm a big running back, like a top five, top ten running back, I'm not playing on a one-year deal. There's it, a there's a chance that you could get hurt and then your career is basically over at that it, point. Exactly. This is one of, like, there's the dichotomy of owners and teams and franchises, how they want to pay guys and the actual player, and there's a huge disconnect, and I understand it. But if I'm in the player's position, I want a four or five-year deal as a running back to say, hey, your money here, you're getting it, right? Like, we trust in you. I don't want this one-year deal where, as you say, I get injured. Not only is this year out the window, but now I have to take a look 
and be like, what are teams going to pay me now that I'm coming off of an injury compared to if I would have just sat out the year? And, and I think it's worked in both ways for running backs too. You got guys like Le'Veon Bell who left and it just didn't work. But it also pays off for some guys where you sit out the year, you jump up with a new team after, you get a bag and you play well and you keep making money. Yeah, there's something to be said about that. But I also think, you know, playing devil's advocate with that, it makes a lot more sense because there's guys like Isaiah Pacheco every year that's a seventh rounder and then he's the starter. Austin Eckler, who's also complaining about his contract and had some issues earlier in the offseason, he's another guy where he was an undrafted free agent. And, I mean, it, it goes to show you James Robinson, another name, where these guys can come in and have an impact and so then why would you go out there and sign them to a long-term deal if they're not going to be that elite level and get up to that elite level like a Christian McCaffrey, like a Saquon Barkley that can really basically control your offense? That's is, my take on it. That's why I think Barkley is a whole different story. Right. I think Saquon should be paid. Josh Jacobs played really well this year, but he also didn't play so hot the year before. He's streaky. Where it's like, do I really want to pay this guy long term? Eh. Tony no. Pollard literally signed his uh, franchise tag. He'll be playing under the franchise tag this year. He knows. Well, Pollard, in that case, too, he's hasn't had much wear and tear. No. So he has a little bit of leeway on that one, but I still probably wouldn't pay him. No, and more understandably not paying him. He wasn't even the main guy last year. Right. That's what... Yeah. Yeah. I agree. He's but, in a different scenario. Right. He definitely is. So... Other than that, yeah, Eckler, we also said, too, having some issues with their contract earlier in the offseason. All those running backs, too, speaking out on Twitter. Like, Christian McCaffrey tweeted, Derek Henry, all about why are these guys not getting paid? Because don't forget, it also affects their money going forward, too. Oh, yeah. I Derek Henry going as far to say maybe we should just eliminate the position of running back because we're taking elite athletic talent and not paying these guys. That's fair. I know. It's it's going to be really tough moving forward to see what happens. But, yeah, it, overall, it it's going to be interesting. Yep. I mean, it, the, it seems like the running backs are forming a union against the NFL at this point. But, hey, yeah. oh, well. Got to protect yourself as the player. Hey, I guess so. But moving forward on to at least some better news, Browns revealed a new helmet, and it is a different color than uh, – than we expected there a little bit, but they're coming out with the white uniform, well, the white helmets to match the white uniforms now. What do you think? A full whiteout. I think they're sick. I, I, I can't even sick. hold back my laughter because in the outline that I had up, there, yeah, was, a, there was a swap of topics here where uh, the next one you, you said oh. a better story, but it was not going to be a happier story. So we'll get to that probably after really quickly, but Browns jerseys, Browns helmets, really sick. I love the whiteout. I think they said they're wearing him three times this year. Going against the 49ers is the one, which Week I'm going to be at that the Steelers, game. Steelers, I think, is on Monday Night Football. Yeah. So I just looked at the 49ers one because I'm probably going to go to that game. It's. I mean, they're going to be... They're going to be sick. The Browns haven't changed their helmets since literally the conception of the team. Thank God. So we get a little diversity here, and I'm all for it. You got to rebrand yourself as a, way, a little bit from the team that's, you know, been an absolute dumpster fire for the last how many every years you want to look back. Oh, we know. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I agree. I like them too. Uh, it, finally a change. 
finally a freaking change and maybe at some point we get a logo hopefully maybe yeah i wouldn't hold your breath no i know if it took us this long to change the color of the helmet i'm not expecting much no anywho going on to the bad news now I, this totally sidetracked me too because you're like laughing and i'm trying to talk about it well and because dude, I, I was sitting there trying to figure out how this is going to be good news right no i this is this is it's really sad because uh jeff Passon he came out on twitter and he, you know everyone was kind of concerned because he wasn't tweeting anything or at least much for a couple of days and he come out he came out yesterday and says that he broke his back from a tree falling on him when with all the i believe there's some tornadoes in the missouri area and it kind of took me back because i was just like damn did you see the picture that he posted no. of the tree oh i mean it's not a full tree it's like a limb of a tree but it is not like it's probably huge yeah it was a giant branch that had whipped off of a tree and cracked him in the back and he fractured his vertebrae i mean that is one of the most wild stories and passing not tweeting was something that i was already paying attention to because everyone was hello that's where i get my baseball news exactly from, primarily and i was sitting there like oh is it really that slow we're not that far from trade deadline like, right we're in the middle of the season hold on a second passing's usually tweeting and i was like does this have something to do with uh i can't even think of the name threads oh the other threads, one i'm yeah. like is he putting on threads i'm not making a threads account but no, he had broken his back, so understandably, and of course, we hope uh, Jeff Passan recovers very quickly. Yeah, prayers up to him. But yes, that wraps up hot off the press, and thank God that we cleared that up, and yeah. Jeff Passan breaking his back is not good news. No, no, it is not good news. Anywho, Lisa, let's change the subject, so could you please put out the fire? Great. Now we'll never get the game back. The game's coming back. And there it is. Wasn't shocked by that one. So anywho, we got the main topic for today. And I'm pretty excited about this one. I don't know about you, Jake, because I've been itching to do this one for a while. And it was the perfect time because ESPN, I don't know how many years they've been doing this, but they came out and what they do basically is interview a bunch of front office executives around the league and they get a consensus list of each top 10 of each position in the NFL. And finally the quarterback one came out and it, let's go let's talk about that one first. Were there any surprises really for you? I, I don't really think there was. To be no, honest with no, you. No, nothing really jumped out at me that I stared at it and I was like, "Whoa, like these people are crazy." No, it was more like I probably would maybe move a guy here, move a guy there, but teach their own. There wasn't, again, there nothing really major out of all of it. I didn't really see anything that I was just like, dude, these these front office guys are absolute idiots. But there are a couple of them where it's just like, oh, really? Like, why was he the lowest vote of whatever? Or, you know, some guys rank two, but he's as low as seven on someone's list. Like some of those, there's a little bit of a shocker, but overall, no, not that many problems. And I mean, obviously we're going to get into ours, but there wasn't that many differences from mine from theirs as well. 
So basically what we're going to do with ours is we're going to start from the top 10 to 1. But first, before we do into our whole list, we're going to go with honorable mentions. Jake, did you make any honorable mentions or anything like that? I don't have a list up right now, but you go first, and uh, I'll call in some names as well. So there's a couple guys that I think I recognized a little. Like I wanted to at least give some recognition to because I think – like the, okay, I'll I'll just get into one because like with my first guy for the honorable mentions, Kyler Murray. I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that he is dealing with an injury right now with the ACL tear. Normally, I feel like this guy would probably be on my list, and I know that seems a little controversial right now because the dude has been spotty, but overall, I think if you get him away from a Cliff Kingsbury offense. He will have some improvement. And many people forget about, what was it? I think two years ago, he was 6-0 and and was being talked about as an MVP. So, And I get it. It was two years ago. How the, uh, season and it finished. didn't pan out. I understand that. And, you know, there there are character concerns with him as well, too, that I've heard about. He's just a man that loves Call of Duty, man. Come on. And not even that. I've heard that he's just something... He just gives off weird vibes, apparently, in the locker room. I don't know. I can't really keep track of it. I don't like to assume that stuff either. But I would like to see him healthy and then also, too, out of a Cliff Kingsbury offense, in my opinion. But there's only three other names that I have in my honorable mentions, Geno Smith being one of them. I think the problem is with Geno, he's older, obviously, and I take into consideration multiple different years in my rankings. And you're going to probably see that pretty soon, obviously, when we when we go through the whole 10. But I think, I mean, even with, if he didn't have that season last year, he wouldn't even be talked about right now. So I think at least giving him consideration, I'd put him as a top 15 quarterback right now at least. Yeah, you tell that line for me. I, I talked about this fantasy wise too. I'm just not on a, completely on the Geno train. I think it's a one year wonder. Also, and there's no way to really test this without him moving to a whole other team. But Seattle's a system that allows a quarterback to thrive. We saw it with Russell Wilson, who, by the way, not on this list. Shocker, shocker, had an awful year in Denver. Right. But Geno looked really good last year. Russell looked really good in Seattle too. And everything we know about Geno is. Outside of 2022, wasn't good, and that's why I left him off the list just in case. Like, I mean, he's got to give me one more year to truly think of. All right, can he get onto this top ten list? And even then, again, we talked about his age. Like, he's in his 30s, so that's another concern for me too. And then my other two guys. Kirk Cousins, he always seems to find a way to get into this conversation. That, that was going to be my main one, too. I, it pisses me off. I, I This dude, I, there's going to be another guy that I rant about today as well. I already told you about it. Yeah. But Kirk Cousins is just, he's good enough to get a decent amount of the jobs done, but he's not good enough to elevate your team. And it just, it's frustrating because it's hard to move off a guy like him. So overall, you're kind of just stuck with Kirk Cousins. 
And that's and again, good game manager. I think in the right system he'd thrive a little more. But overall, Kirk Cousins off my top ten list, but he was in consideration. And then my last one, Deshaun Watson, because this dude was on the top ten list for multiple years. And overall, if we're taking last year's sample size, it's a little shaky because he takes a year off and then he goes into this year like you're kind of like, I don't know what we're going to get out of him. You know, I I think it's going to be dependent on, okay, if this dude doesn't excel this year, he's probably toast. There's a, there's a You could make a case for that. Yeah. You, so, I mean, you could definitely... I don't know what toast looks like for Deshaun Watson because right. of the contract he's on. And it's going to be tough. Can't really just like move sh- off of yeah, him or anything like you're that. You're kind of stuck with him. Right. So I just think maybe he's not what he used to be if you don't see it this year. That's Which what is, you have to accept. Yeah. Which is a very concerning if you're going to give him that type of contract. Yeah, that's a horse pill to swallow as right. a Cleveland supporter or just somebody who likes to see the right guys get paid for their value. Right. But... Yeah, those are my honorable mentions, and we're going to talk about Deshaun Watson a little later as well. But overall, do you have any honorable mentions kind of pondering the head? Aside from those, like nobody, I feel like we're in such a stage right now where... It was hard making this list. I can't even lie. Oh, it's not easy. Like, I think 9 and 10 were really hard for me. I, I think you sit here and you stare and you're like, there's only eight quarterbacks that I would truthfully roll out. That, honestly, seven for me that I would be like, all right, I have confidence rolling out with them this year and knowing that they're probably going to get the job done. Yeah. like From the top, I mean, maybe I'd stretch it and say like 12 to 13. It's a massive drop-off for me. I always would say you need a top 12 quarterback in order to win a Super Bowl, and I think it's slowly diminishing to probably – Nine eight area because my number ten guy is probably a guy that I didn't I wouldn't want to roll out and depend on winning a Super Bowl, but no, I mean like maybe one more name to throw out like Russell Wilson, but yeah, no, I, I think that's fair, especially <sighs> too if if Sean Payton they, right, it's gets a decision something here. out of him. Yeah, I don't think he deserves to be on the top. There's 10 a lot of guys how like bad that. he looked. He looked really bad, but you know, was it just a really bad offense set in a place last year by Denver? Who or knows? Yeah. Is Russell Wilson just not the guy we thought he was when he was in Seattle? Right. And we're, we're going to probably talk about a couple of those guys later on in the episode because it, this isn't just the top 10. There's going to be also a couple other elements to it as well. And also to this or that. Duh. So anyways, are you ready to just hop into the to the number 10? Do you want to go bottom to top? Yeah, let's go bottom to top. Even though number one is going to be pretty clear. Yeah, I mean that's hard. obviously so. We'll, we don't have to talk about that one, but anyways, I want to I want to start with ten. Do you want me to rip it? You rip it. All right, here we go. And I already talked about him first, Dak Prescott, baby. This dude legitimately pisses me off. I shit you not. Part of the problem is he's consistent. I'll give him that. He's very consistent. Sixty-five to sixty-eight completion percentage you know it, tw- 2019 and 2021 I was looking at his stats those years he he killed it 2019 I mean he almost threw for 5,000 yards 
which that's ridiculous. He had 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. And then 2021, which you can even argue was probably even his a better season for him, even though he threw for less yards, threw for almost 4,500 4, yards, threw for 37 touchdowns and only 10 interceptions. And again, he gets injured in uh, 2020. That was a crazy situation there. I don't even. Yeah. Yeah. His, his ankle was literally parallel with the. Floor. It was. It was gross. I didn't want to watch it. But then he kind of fell off last year a little bit, and, and lightly used the term "fell off" because I. I mean, he did deal with hand. It was. It was a hand injury, correct? Yeah. It's. I think it was like week. Four, I think it was something like where that. He, he had followed through on a throw and hit his throwing hand on top of somebody's helmet. Kept him out for a, a decent amount of time. He missed a few games. Yeah, he missed. I mean, the, the Cooper Rush. Everyone was on board with having him start and stuff, but I, I wasn't obviously like that dramatic about it. But he had a little bit of a decline, and obviously, you know, the, the numbers aren't going to be as high. But the interceptions grew a little bit. And that's my main concern of, like, is he going to be a guy where – is he going to elevate a team ever? He's 2-4 and four in the playoffs. He's not a guy that's going to really take over. And granted, yes, he did win another one this year because he beat Tom Brady. But at that point, it was kind of – the Bucks were just – It was checked out, Tom. It was checked out, Tom. And it checked was a, out, Bucks. Yeah, it, it, it was abysmal with the Bucks this year. I don't know. Of course, they got in the playoffs because that division just sucks, period. So I look at it, and I'm like, is this dude really going to take a team to the next level? Kind of like Kirk Cousins. And at that point, you call him just a better version of Kirk Cousins who's a little younger. I I just don't see it with him. Well, one, I was on the uh, the Bucks train for that uh, that playoff game. I thought the Cowboys were going to Cowboy. Just because, you know. Fair. Just they're the Cowboys, and they always seem to fail in the first round of the playoffs. And it was Tom Brady; everything was lining up. But the Bucks actually sucked, so that was not it. And then the other thing I was going to say has now escaped my mind. Oh, it was the tweet that Dak Prescott put out, or a statement, whatever it was. Uh, Dak had said that <laughs> I can promise you, I'm not going to throw ten interceptions this year. I don't like that statement. Do you know what I found funny about that statement? I agree with him. He's not going to throw ten interceptions. He's going to throw 20. The dude can't hit his receivers. I mean, he led the league in interceptions last year without playing a full season. Yeah. And I'm okay if he throws a decent amount of interceptions, but it's more of how many touchdowns are you going to have then? Because there's guys that throw a lot of interceptions, but they make up for it because they could just freaking huck it and get multiple different touchdowns. We're going to talk about two other guys probably on this list for me that could really do that. Oh, I could think of a name that can do that. Oh, Crab God. legs, baby. Jameis Winston. 30 for 30. God. He could have a whole ESPN 30 for 30 about his 30 for 30. That was kind of impressive. But anyways, yeah, Dak Prescott, it, again, it was more of like I had to put a 10th guy on there, and he just made the list. I don't know. I, I didn't it, on the ESPN list. He was number nine. I don't really agree with it. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I don't either. So what? Wh- who's your number ten then? You ready for the biggest psych out of the four o'clock hour on July 18, twenty three? And I say that because this isn't that big of a psych out. Kirk Cousins is sliding into my ten. 
Yeah. I mentioned him during the honorable mention section, but he's sliding into 10. He was in honorable mentions, I think, on the ESPN list. That's where he should have been an honorable mention. But on my list, he's sliding into 10. I, I know you say a team can't win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. You have to have a lot of elements right. Like, everything has to be perfect they looked for good. Kirk Cousins. They looked really good last year. They did. Like, there were times, like I mean, that Colts game, bad Colts team. It was a 33-point comeback. Like, you have to say something about the guy leading the team there. You kept your team in it and made them believe they could come back from 33 down. That defense blows, though. Oh, no. Like I said, the Colts are awful. Like it, No, I'm team, saying, no, 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 no. I Vikings was saying defense, the Vikings defense. Yeah, it's pretty bad. That's partly why they, again, you need all the elements. I mean, you could potentially win win with Kirk Cousins, but again, you, you need a solid run game. You, you have to have prolific wide receivers. A good defense, and you know they have the wide receivers. The run game now, I don't know with Dalvin Cook, but your defense was shit last year. And now you're looking at it like, did that wide receiver room get worse? Not necessarily. No, because they drafted Jordan Addison, correct? Yeah, yeah, and he'll and, develop into something. Yeah, but you also lost Adam Thielen, which arguably Kirk's favorite target prior to Jettas, of course. But I, I don't know that it gets better moving KJ Osborne to the two wide receiver right now. Which you have to assume he is because Addison hasn't played a game. Fair. You also lose Dalvin Cook. Now, I think Madison's a fine replacement. I think he can play just as well. But that's still to be seen. And that defense, uh, maybe I'm crazy, but I know you lost to Darius Smith, and I don't think it got much better. I think it probably even got worse. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, So then what's your what's your point that you're getting with, with Kirk Cousins being at 10? Has Kirk ever had the actual setup to be a winner? Or okay, so are we looking at you can't win with Kirk Cousins, or has Kirk Cousins not been in a spot to win? Because obviously he's not Patrick Mahomes. Okay, I'm not saying that if Kirk had all the weapons and everything, he'd be a top five quarterback. But could you win a Super Bowl if you had the team around him? I think you genuinely could with Kirk Cousins. He's protective of the ball. He makes his throws when he has to. He's very rare that he looks god awful. I think he's fine. I think he should be on the top 10 list. Listen, and, and I'll say this. If I had to like give out a number 11, Kirk Cousins would probably be 11. I'll give him that. Yeah. But that's, I mean, again, not that hard since it was pretty tough. But, yeah, so that 10, going with Dak, and then you're going with Kirk Cousins on that one. So I'll get into my number 9. And this one might be a little bit of a shocker to you, okay. maybe. But I got Matthew Stafford there. Well, it shouldn't be a shocker because we can talk this one together because my nine oh, perfect. is Matthew Stafford. Okay. Which will tell you that the guy left off my list, the interceptions leader from last year, Dak Prescott. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, that's going to be my 11. Yeah. So anyways, I think Matthew Stafford, it was tough last year since the injury. He got hurt. The weapons weren't there. Right. The, the team got significantly worse, and then on top of it, he gets hurt. Right. I, I don't think this was a Matthew Stafford issue last year. The dude is he's a proven commodity in the league. Dude, he obviously won a he Super won Bowl. a Super Bowl. Yeah. And it's different from other guys because you talk about like, okay, what trait does he have that separates him from just like the Kirk Cousins or the Dak Prescotts? This dude's pretty clutch. Yeah. He played for a Detroit Lions team and for God knows how long. And try to carry them through all this bullshit that they put him through. 
And then he finally gets to the Rams, and, I mean, he wins a freaking championship that year. First year? So, I mean, he's a little bit of a risk taker. I get that with some of the interceptions. But he's not afraid to push it down the field. And he get it, it pays off for him. And he gets some touchdowns here and there. And, like, I mean, dude, he did the no-look throw and stuff. I, I don't have many concerns with him other than will he be back to his normal self? And is, is his elbow okay? Right. Because who knows? If his elbow is screwed up. Then, yeah, he's off the list. He's off the list, and he's out of the league. Yeah. He's not just off the list. Yeah. He doesn't have an NFL career anymore. I think the thing on him being a risk taker is so blown up, too. It's it's not like a big thing. It's more just like no, but he's willing he to try. It's I'm not, I'm just saying from my perspective. It's like he's willing to try throws that some people, for example, like Derek Carr versus him. Yeah, Derek Carr is not willing to push it down the field, but Matthew Stafford is. He's just like one of those types of guys, and he's clutch too. That's partly why I like him. Derek Carr also second in interceptions last year, not pushing the ball down the field. Right. And you look back through the years of Matthew Stafford, 2021, which, again, they won a Super Bowl. He threw 17 interceptions, high mark, also had 41 touchdowns. You scroll back through the next few years, I mean, going all the way back to 2014, he hadn't thrown more than 13 picks. And that's why I'm saying, like, I don't care about interceptions as long as you can get touchdowns, too. Because that was the other guy that I was going to talk about was just like Matthew Stafford is a guy where I'm okay giving up a few more interceptions than the consensus if I get more touchdowns. Because, I mean, dude, 40 touchdowns, 40-plus touchdowns, yeah, I'll take that any day of the week. Yeah. It's fine by me. Yeah. If you're throwing 40 touchdowns, I'm not going to say you can throw as many interceptions as you want because then we're talking Jameis territory. but right. 17 is not that bad then. Like, you're putting the ball in the end zone a heck of a lot more than you're putting in the other team's hands. Agree. And for the ESPN consensus, he was the number 10 quarterback, to put that in perspective. So not far off of both of ours. So Matthew Stafford coming in at number 9 for both of our lists, which rolls us into number 8. And my number 8 doesn't agree with ESPN on this one. And honestly... Doesn't agree with ESPN on mine either, so here we go. I Did we just build the same list? We may have. but Because basically you could just replace Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott and get the same exact thing. Yep. But Aaron Rodgers comes in at number eight. Oh my, we did not build the same list. I, I don't know. I, listen, I think the inevitable fall-off... Of Aaron Rodgers oh, is my, am bound I with, to happen. Am I with Max Kellerman right now? Listen, are the, you trying to call the Brady fall off before he wins another Super Bowl? No, I'm just saying though. This dude is. I don't know. I didn't see. It, but did, could you agree though that he did have a little bit of a fall off last year? Can we agree that? Did he look as good as Aaron Rodgers has in the past? No. Do I think he's Fallen off in talent? No. Also, That's no. That's why he's still on the top 10 list. But the guy was playing for a Packers team he didn't want to play for. Well, and that's part of the problem. And throw it together for like his 95th season in a row. He has no weapons to throw to. 
that changes with the Jets, which, granted, flashback to episode 17, hottest takes. Still don't think they're making the playoffs, but I don't think it'll be a result of Aaron Rodgers. Overall, there was just a little bit of a decline in his play, though. You can at least admit that, because for the first time since, I believe it was 2011, he had more than 10 picks, which that's a little bit of a concern. His touchdowns, I believe, were are declining a little bit more. He had 37 in 2021 and dropped down to 26. His team was 8-9, and nine, and I get a team record that's not really, that's irrelevant. Probably shouldn't have even brought it up. And his passing yards were down, too. I'm not totally sold on this dude being an elite quarterback moving forward. I still think he's still I I'm not I'm okay with him being a guy where I can try to win a championship with him. I agree on that sense. But to the caliber that we're used to seeing Aaron Rodgers play at, I don't think we're at that point anymore. I think the little bit of decline and he's still Aaron Rodgers by God means. He's still a baller. But overall, I guess I did weigh in a little bit more of, do I see some guys taking a jump this year? Yeah, I did a little bit, but I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting to see what he does on the Jets now because we've seen guys where they excel in a new environment, but on the other hand, there's other guys that just fall off if they go to a different team. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I'll blow the hole in your argument twofold here. One, we saw a ridiculous amount of production two years, the last two years from Aaron Rodgers. I mean, literal MVP I level agree. production. Like, you can't expect that every year. No, I and I completely understand that. But flashback 2018-2019, the two years before that, you could argue that Rodgers, aside from the interceptions, had about the same year he had those years. He threw for 26 touchdowns this year. We talked about the 12 picks, 3,700 yards. 2018-2019, 25-26 touchdowns, 4,404,000 yards. And, like, the touchdown percentage on his throws all sitting just below 5% those years, like 4.8, 4.6, 4.2. It was actually better this year than in 18 and 19. And it, I, I, trust me, I understand that. And it was a run-heavy team. Right. The Packers have always been a run-heavy team. I I agree. Despite having Aaron Rodgers. Which is blasphemy at this point. But overall, I mean, I I don't know. I just think that Aaron Rodgers will always be Aaron Rodgers. That's how you give him weapons. Like, he gets Garrett Wilson. He gets Brees Hall. I mean, like, this team's going to be good. I mean, he's 39, though. Brady was winning Super Bowls at that, that age. Don't put him at. Don't put him in the Tom Brady range. I Do think, not. I think Aaron Rodgers, in terms of talent, here's the hot take of the episode. Jesus talent Christ, dude, better than Tom Brady. No, I don't. I listen. No, he's better when it comes to literally playing the position of quarterback from a physical standpoint. If you're saying physical, yeah, like arm strength and like arm talent, yeah, I agree. What does a, a quarterback throws the ball? Like, sure, Brady wins Super Bowls. But he's also been surrounded by an elite defense his entire career. I, it's still Tom fucking Brady, though. I, I'm not taking it away. I think Tom Brady's one of the best to ever play the game. He is the best that ever played the game. I, I think if you looked at I think if you put Aaron Rodgers 
in that Patriots offense, you probably win even more. And again, like the clutch factor, those are things you can't replace as much. Like Brady, when it mattered, if you told me that you had a minute 10 to go down the field and score a touchdown, yeah, I'm taking Tom Brady. Like the dude just dinks and dimes his way down the field and always finds his way in, makes the throw. But Aaron Rodgers is flat out the better quarterback in my mind. I don't know. I still think that this is going to be the year because, listen, if he if he goes off this year, I'll give him full credit and he'll be back up top of the list. I agree. Well, But, I don't know, I just got to see it more from him. If he does that this year, you can basically go uh, pat on the back Aaron Rodgers from my standpoint because you're going to be waiting a while to hear his name. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. What's your... What's your number eight, then? My number eight, much more close to consensus on ESPN, it's Lamar Jackson. Ooh. I kind of like it, though. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm arguing here, like, I'm on the Lamar train. I think he's good. I think he's improved his throwing the ball. He's obviously the most elusive runner at the quarterback position, maybe in the entire NFL. The guy has just got people on skates. There's not much more to be said about it. Like, uh, he didn't play a whole lot last year, whatever, the contract disputes with the Ravens. He's going to be really good this year. The Ravens are going to be a contending team in the AFC North. They're going to return to form. That's why I'll sit here and argue, you know, to the death that the AFC North is going to be the hardest division in football by miles. No, there's no doubt about that. I forget who I was arguing with the other day. They were trying to tell me the AFC East is harder. And it blew my mind. Not, I mean, you could sort of make a case, but at the same time, not really, no. Bills, sure. Jets, if you believe in the whole situation they got over there, sure. It's kind of, it's similar, if you really think about it. Like, yeah. Bengals and Bills, kind of in the same boat. Ravens not, and Jets, I guess. I was going to say, I was going to say us and the Jets. Oh, see, I would put a... And then uh, and then Ravens with... I'd put us with the Dolphins. Miami. See, I'd put us with the Dolphins just because I think the quarterback position is such a coin flip at both of those That's teams. That's a good point. Because Tua, in my mind, shouldn't even be playing football and is one head knock on the ground away from possibly right. You know, whatever is going to happen there. And then Steelers and Patriots just because they're freaking blue bloods that always seem to win games and just piss you off. But Yeah, but just also shouldn't be good. Like both, <laughs> but both they are. Teams, right. But they always fucking are. They're going to win eight games somehow, some way. Yeah. But they shouldn't. So, anyways, keep going with your point of Lamar, because I know you're. Ch- I, you got to get to the negatives here, and I'm gonna have to hop on with you. you sh- there's negatives. That's why he's eight, right? Like, there's guys above him. One, I just think that we're a really top-heavy quarterback league, and all these guys above, I just look and I'm like, ah, slightly better than Lamar Jackson, probably. But on the other end of it, what has Lamar done? Like, it, they can't win playoff games. There are concerns about him being a passer. Sure, I think they're away, but still, again, to be seen. Like, he had one decent year as a passer. And then he can't stay on the field. He's, he's had, I mean, like, there's been injury concerns with him, and then, of course, the contract dispute. I'm not saying you're looking at Deshaun Watson case here for how long he's been out, but you do have to kind of look at it and be like, you know, what is there a little bit of rust that he's going to have to shake off? So he's a little higher on mine. Mainly because I still have to see a little bit from him. Yeah. But overall, I'm still concerned about the passing with him. As I really are. am. And listen, if he can't figure it out this year, that's my tell of 
he's not a good passer. Because you could say everything about Greg Roman, and I agree, it could have been Greg Roman. And I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Also, no weapons outside of Mark Andrews. At this point, though, I mean, he's still got Odell. He's still got Rashad Bateman. You got Zay Flowers now. You got weapons. So they're really saying, and now you got Todd Munkin in there as your offensive coordinator. The Ravens basically just said, listen, dude, we got you everything now. If you don't excel as a passer, you ain't it then. And it's fine being a rushing quarterback in the league, and it can, but it can only do so much. That's my main issue with it. So overall, I, I don't know. I'm a little bit higher, obviously. We'll get into him later in the list, but my number eight being Aaron Rodgers. He's number four on ESPN. I know it's a little bit of a hot take, but oh well, deal with it. And then your number eight being Lamar Jackson, which leads us into number seven. And we might actually have the same number seven. Okay, I'm ready. Trevor Lawrence. Nope. Really? Go ahead, though. Okay. Trevor Lawrence obviously came come, coming into the league. He was – everyone was comparing him to Andrew Locke. You know, one of the guys that was blue chip unbustable kind of thing. Like, you knew the dude was going to be good. And he has been good in a with an asterisk. He's been good with an asterisk. That's my main issue right now. So, I mean, I, I'm not even going to talk about 2021 because Urban Meyer, again, we're both Ohio State fans, atrocious. Yeah, scrap that year. Scrap it. So we'll look at 2022. He throws for over 4,000 yards. 25 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Dude has a pretty good year. And he leads his team to a 9 and 8 record, which originally they were 3 and 14, which is pretty good turnaround. And I, and I think it also helps too with Doug Peterson just being a good coach and helps quarterbacks really excel. Yeah, he's a vet. I mean, he's done so it I, so many times. And he's done it with so many quarterbacks too. Yeah. It was just so weird in the playoffs, you know. He kind he carried that team pretty far. I mean the one, the one game. I, I I that one still blows my mind to this day. Yeah, the Chargers game that they actually won. How? Well, Genuinely, how he throws four interceptions, but then comes back and throws four touchdowns, and they win the game. That just goes to show you, like, there's something with him. This dude lived up to the. I guess name of being generational in a way, but I'm not there yet. That's why this dude could probably crack the top four, top three at this point if he excels and continues to improve, but I'm not yet just sold on him. I still need to wait a little bit on him. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. But my number seven. One that you might disagree with here. Justin Herbert. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. Oof. So your your list right now has a guy who put his team on the back, went over Justin Herbert's team, and was a score away from playing in an AFC title game. Behind Justin Herbert, who's been in the league just as long, and had the weapons... Literally, I mean, like, his team is inarguably miles beyond the team that 
Trevor Lawrence was playing with last year. Like, we're talking Austin Eckler, we're talking Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Dude, they all had injuries, though. Like, I, there were so many injuries last year, it wasn't even funny. We're that talking, offensive line was decimated last year. You're telling me that Justin Herbert is a borderline top five he quarterback. He was hurt last year. You were calling him a top five quarterback when, by the way, you, you can say he was hurt, whatever. The guy has logged 15, 17, and 17 in his career. Like, he hasn't missed that much time. That's what I'm saying. He played okay. through it. What has he done? He threw for 5,000 yards. He threw for 5,000 yards and didn't win a playoff game. It doesn't. What did he look like in the second half of that playoff game? Let me know. He didn't look good. I, there's two sides to it. Obviously, the defense was choking away for the Chargers. But if uh, Justin Herbert would have kept putting up some points, it's they a whole were on game. their like seventh string for their offensive line. They, this dude it had worked nothing for, last year. It worked for the first half of the game. I don't care about the first half of the game. There's there's injuries, and that's the, obviously the point. Like that's the argument here is he's dealt with injuries not only himself, but with his wide receivers and his pass catchers in his career. But we're also trying to put this guy in top five conversations. Like, that's the team you're on, okay? Like, that team, talent-wise alone, should be not only in the playoffs, but winning playoff games. His record over the last three years, which obviously record is what it is. I don't think that this team has been so bad to the point where it's like, don't consider it Trevor Lawrence season type, where, like, this team should still be winning games. Herbert at the helm, 6-9. and nine. Nine and eight. Six and nine as a rookie. As a rookie. Nine and eight and ten and seven. Do you even consider what division they play in? Let's talk about that one. Let's talk about the comparison of the divisions. How about that? You want to talk AFC West right now? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to talk about the AFC West okay, right yeah, now. Yeah, you can hand the dude two free losses. I, like that that's what we're talking. Like it's the Chiefs. Sure. Hand him two free losses. I either, you still shouldn't be handing out eight losses a season. Like you're telling me that you don't think they should have beaten the Broncos twice last year? The Broncos were abysmal. Sorry to break it to you. That was the bottom of the division. The Raiders? That's the team we're, we're arguing. Like, the Raiders were 6-11 and last year. They still... But, the, again, compared to the AFC South? Uh, the AFC South... Okay. Yeah, if we compare them to joke divisions. Like, yeah, he plays in a real football division. You know who else plays in real football divisions? All but eight other quarterbacks in the NFL, practically. We'll we'll get into my Justin Herbert narrative once I get to him. Because it's pretty low on my list for this one. So either way, whatever. My number seven, Trevor Lawrence. Your number seven, Justin Herbert, whatever. As my, as my grandma says all the time, whatever. Your grandma seems like an amazing lady. She was, she was very an amazing lady. Rest in peace. Love her to death. My number six, you already talked about him, Lamar Jackson. I'm a little bit higher than you are, mainly in the sense of at least he he still wins a ton of regular season games. I'll give him that. And he has won an MVP, so there is a little bit to give him credit for. But overall, I'm not impressed with the passing. Really not. And if he doesn't improve as a passer, he's dramatically falling off this list. 
Because, again, he has everything now. I don't want to hear the excuse of, oh, he doesn't have weapons, or, oh, he runs, he's in a system with a, a bad OC. They got rid of all of that. They finally gave him some weapons outside of Mark Andrews. I'm just not complete. And, but we'll spin it the other way. If this dude does figure it out as a passer, he's gonna go. He's gonna make a huge jump on my list. He's in the conversation then with Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Patrick Mahomes. I'll give him that. Not not Patrick Mahomes. I'll take a step back. Sorry, he's in a league of his own. But I'll at least give him that. I don't know. I I think overall, I like the rushing ability. Don't get me wrong. He's probably one of the best rushing quarterbacks we've ever seen. At least I, top three. I'd probably argue the best. I'm not gonna lie. He's up with there with Vic and Vince Young. I, I'll give him that. But overall, it comes down to the fact that you need a quarterback to pass the ball, and if he's not doing that on a consistent basis, I can't really roll with him. The only thing I disagree with you on that is the fact that I even think if he's a moderately okay passer, which I think he's done in his career already, like it's not to the point where I look at him like, okay, Lamar, Lamar genuinely cannot throw the football. I'm not saying that either. But I, I think even if he's a moderate to slightly below moderate quarterback in terms of throwing the ball, he still sits on the top 10 list because he's that good as a runner. But I'm talking more in a sense of – Will he get higher on that list if he gets better at the passing? Oh, yeah. No, he would climb. That's, that's what I'm saying. But I'm, so, you said he would dramatically fall off if he wasn't a good passer this year. I just don't find that part of it to be true. I, I think if he's an okay passer, if he sits around that, like, where he's been the last few years, like 60 to 64% completion percentage, you're fine. Because guess what? They still, again, a team that wins football games when he's on the field. That's fair. So then who do you have as your number six? My number six, and probably not one we'll have to discuss all that much because it's only one spot up, Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Uh, he didn't make some massive jump. I figured he would be in this range at least for you. Yeah. I am I mean, I talked about it again on the Hottest Takes episode. High on the Jags this year. I think Trevor Lawrence is really good. I think by the end of this year, he might jump up a couple spots on this list. No, I agree. But right now, I have him at six with very high potential. That's also very high praise for a guy that's, what, two years into his NFL career? Right. That's that's kind of in the same boat that I'm in right now, too. It's just like we've seen a lot of good flashes out of him, but it's more of we need to see it consistently for a couple more years now before he takes that big leap. You either need to see consistency or just like a like wow year, kind of. Like yeah, I, I, I think agree. if he makes the AFC Championship and puts together a game in the AFC Championship, you're talking about this guy like he's a top-five quarterback. I agree. Hey, enjoying this edition of Mistake by the Take? Never miss an episode by hitting the follow button on the podcast and by dropping a follow on all of our socials. That's at Mistake by the Take on Instagram and at MBTT Pod on Twitter. Again, at Mistake by the Take on Instagram and at MBTT Pod on Twitter. Thanks a lot. And now, back to the show. Moving on to number five, then. I don't know if you're going to have the same guy or not. Okay. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, no, we we agree. Okay. I, the thing with Jalen Hurts, 
he had an incredible year last year. I there's nothing much really to say about that. He took his team to the freaking granite. All right, listen, he was in the NFC. I know he was in the NFC. He had a really good defense, but it's still the leader of the team. Still the leader of the team. Throws for three thousand seven hundred yards. 22 interceptions, I mean, not interceptions, touchdowns, and then six interceptions. But also, too, the thing that I did like about it, he does have a rushing ability to him as well, which it's not like a... It's a very different style than like a guy like Lamar Jackson. Right, that's what I'm saying. He, he's not elusive. He's a he put my just shoulder down freaking, and kind yeah. of... I, I, like, I'm not saying he's running through guys because he avoids to do that as much as possible as a quarterback, as you should. But he can at least gain some yards and stuff. And he moves pretty. He's a he's a strong runner. I would say. Yeah, he rushed for over 760 yards last year. Yeah, and 13. And people talk about like, oh, you know, maybe not the most touchdowns thrown. He had 13 touchdowns for rushing. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. I think the knock that I'm going to have on him is: can we see a consistent, not even consistent, almost like. Just will you keep playing like that? Because the first two years, granted, I will say, obviously, the his first year, that was just out of whack because everything going on with Carson Wentz, it was a whole different situation. So I, I, I'm okay with canning that year. But 2021, I mean, he wasn't even cracking this list. And no. he was a guy where I'm just like, he may not even get an extension. Because yeah. I mean, his passing ability downfield was bad. It was I'm pretty sure it was like ranked the worst in the league at some point. But yeah. then it all changes, and he goes for freaking he. I mean, what they won fourteen games, right? Yeah, something like that. And we do have to say it too, like again, NFC, good defense. Yeah. NFC also got some receiver help. They went and got AJ Brown, and that's Brown. part of the thing. It probably helped them unlock a lot with AJ Brown. But overall, if I see it again out of him consistently, this dude is knocking on the door to being, again, in that Joe Burrow, Josh Allen range. Yeah. My my only knock on Hurts right now, too, is the passing downfield still. Yeah, it's still a little bit of a concern. I'll give you that. there, There were times last year where I looked and he would have guys kind of open down the field and then it would be like a duck that fell really short. Yeah, and it's just and like, just where like, are you going with that? <laughs> I'm like, ah, like that's the throw I want my top tier of quarterbacks to be making or at least putting in a spot where I'm like, ah, almost had it, or that's a good spot for the ball. Like, you know, it was it was overthrown. I don't want the underthrows. Right. That's my only concern, but again, like, we're knocking on a guy that made the Super Bowl last year and was putting up crazy amounts of points. Like, he had a lead at the end of halftime on Patrick Mahomes. Right. I mean, he he did have a 66.5 completion percentage. It's not terrible. It's pretty not good. Not terrible. He probably would have thrown for at least 4,000 yards, but he did get hurt for a little bit there, and they did rest him, so he did miss two games, I believe. It was either yeah, two or three. He yeah. missed two. He missed two games. So I will give him that. Um, But overall, yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts, top five. Yeah, consensus five. Consensus five for us. And then I believe he was – I want to say he was – Six on the ESPN list. I think he was. He was. Yeah. He, he was as high as three, but as low as ten. And Herbert was the other guy that he was kind of fighting for, which rolls perfectly into my number four quarterback, Justin Herbert. 
And here we go. And I want to scream and yell at you already, but I, I don't know how much more I have to say on that I haven't unleashed already at the start of this. But go ahead. Okay. Here we go. This dude can fucking huck the football. We have the first things first. The social media quarterback bullshit with Justin Herbert. Can you at least agree with me on that? That he's not a social media quarterback. I mean, I think he's a good NFL quarterback. I mean, he's in my top ten. But he's not a social media quarterback where, oh, he just makes the good throws and that's it. I think that plays into it a little bit. I mean, I I think he gets overhyped because of social media. I think his ranking for a lot of people is higher because of social media. Yeah. I Again, I still think he's a good NFL quarterback. He's still in my top ten. It's not like I'm calling the dude a bum. Next to... And I'm you're gonna probably think this is a bad take. I probably will. Next to a guy like Patrick Mahomes. So that's a crazy name. Outside of him, he is one of the best throwers of the football in NFL. Because again, we haven't seen much outside of it's the injuries. The injuries last year. And again, you can say like, oh, you're making excuses, you're doing this, it's bullshit. At some point, like, what are you going to have to say? Like, he was down to his second-string offensive line as a collective group at one point last year, I'm pretty sure. It was, there. I mean, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, they all got hurt last year. He was throwing to bricks at some point. There's that, but there's also, like, this dude's been in the league for three years, and he hasn't done anything, and it's the same excuses we're making every year. Like, I'm not throwing a guy a ton of money that's not winning me football games. Like, his circumstances seem unfortunate, but injuries happen in the NFL. And they I understand occur. that. But you as a collective unit, you have doing to with that many... Dude, the amount of injuries that this team... I'm going to try to pull up a list of all the injuries that they dealt with last year. Because, by God, it was, it was horrible. I mean, it, dude, I shit you I'm not. I'm not saying it's not. It... <laughs> It was like he, he's dealt with injuries in his career from him and the people he throws to, but I'm just sitting there staring at it, and it's like, okay, I have a new excuse for Justin Herbert every year. There's, it's not even a new excuse. It's just like they were injured. Like, yeah, so I'm sitting there making excuses. I want the guy can't win a playoff game. It wasn't even the— Everybody goes into the playoffs with injuries. Not as a collective unit like that. For three straight years? We're blaming it on injuries. Okay, year one, I wasn't going to tell. I wasn't sold on him winning it or doing much. Okay, I mean, so dude, for two straight years, we're blaming it on injuries. Like, I'm not even blaming it on year two. Yeah. So what? He, he. I mean, the dude. I get it. I and I trust me. I understand because his production does go down a little bit, and I I agree. And I, there is some concerns. And, you know, people say there's many excuses and stuff, but it's not like this team has been helping him either. That's part of the reason. You stick him on a team that's more healthy and has better units all around, I think you get a different quarterback out of him, and you get even better, and you win some playoff games. And who knows? what? Maybe he does win win a couple playoff games this year. We don't know that. I mean, maybe he does. And then my list changes. I'm yeah. making the list right now at the start of the year. So, overall, number four, Justin Herbert, which I'm assuming then your number four will be 
Well, don't don't go making assumptions. I, I will throw my last rebuttal out there too. The sure. passing yards, sort of overblown, just because of how many. Like the guy threw seven hundred pass attempts last year. No, so the, you can yeah, go I will at, say this. I will I will say that team throws the football a ton. But my counter to that is at least he's hitting on a consistent clip as well. No, I mean he had sixty eight completion percent. He was good. Yeah, like I, I I'm just saying. The passing yards argument does, in a way, I don't want to say it goes out the window, but you have to like take a step back and realize that he threw yeah, the ball fair. 700 times. But also, too, I mean, he 38 touchdowns as well. But that's yeah. that's the type of quarterback that he is going to be. He's going to be a thrower of the football. You're not going to feature him in the run game or anything like that. No, no I'm just saying he has no, I an agree. offense that is, exploits the pass game more than others. Like You think of another pass-heavy team, the Chiefs. He had 50 more passing attempts than Patrick Mahomes last yeah. year. And again, we he missed two games. And Patrick Mahomes played all 17. I agree. So uh, there's just that little thing where it's like... little tidbit. You have to pay attention to stats a little bit more than just at face value at that point. That's fair. But my number four... <laughs> I just can't wait to rile you up again because I know it will. Josh Allen. Oh, maybe not. Okay. You I, you I can see it. I, I because think, are you going to put... Let me guess. I know. Well, I, there's only three names that would be left here. Oh, I oh okay. Maybe I'll, I'm gonna get riled up on the one. Well, yeah, thing, but, but I mean, we kind of already. Either way, go ahead. Yeah, it's Josh Allen. One, I think we've seen declining play out of Josh Allen. I'll give you that. As his years progress, he somehow is not looking better as a quarterback with age, still in his young years. But now, beginning to sit here and we're like, okay, he's 27 and getting worse. Like he, he completed the ball at a 63 percent completion percentage last year threw for over 4,000 yards I think he led the league in giveaways like between fumbles and interceptions he threw 14 picks and I just don't have the fumble numbers up right here I'd have to scroll a little bit farther but I know he fumbled the ball a ridiculous amount it's just like what you're throwing to one of the best receivers in the NFL lack of a run game really good defense sure you're gonna win football games but you want to take it back to you know what have you done for me this team was literally the favorites to go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl last year, and he didn't make it out of the AFC. And sure, it was to the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, but a Chiefs team that got worse. They lost in, what, 15, was it 15 seconds or something like that? Something ridiculous. Yeah. They did. I mean, again, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's absolutely absurd. But you had a good defense. No, I agree. And all you had to do was go out there, your defense had to show up. Like, part of that's Mahomes, or part of that's Josh Allen. And again, at some point... You can only make so many excuses for guys on not getting the job done. Your your job as an NFL player, especially as a quarterback, is to go out there and win football games. And if you're not taking your team to the next level winning football games when your team is really good, there comes a point where you just kind of look and you're like, all right, I can only do so much here. No, and, and I'll just roll into my number three because it is Josh Allen, and I think it's appropriate. So heading into last year, Josh Allen was my number two quarterback. I, because, I mean, if you think about it, if we're going into last year, the last you saw of him was nearly a perfect run of football by him in the playoffs. Nearly perfect. Yeah. Like, there was no doubt about it. I think the main thing with him was how much does Brian Dable leaving impact his game that's where my concern is because the dude unlocked him 
Yeah. And, I mean, you can't say anything other than that, right? Right. And I think he's slowly trying to unlock Daniel Jones as well. Yeah. But at the same time, you kind of get a little bit worried in the sense of, all right, is this the dude that you're going to consistently get then? Because his production did fall off. There's no doubt about it. Threw for less yards. A little more sloppy, I would say of just where's the ball going and stuff. But overall, I still think he is a top three quarterback. But people are knocking on the door with him because he does have an insane rushing and throwing ability that not I don't think really anyone in the league possesses where the dude can just freaking demolish people over and yet huck the football down the field. It's kind of like the difference of him and Jalen Hurts of he is more consistent downfield than Jalen Hurts is. But I do have a little bit of concern because, again, yes, his production is down. You know, completion percentage isn't very high, sitting at 63. We'll see what happens on this year because I think he's the guy where people are looking at, like, he could fall on the rankings. And I think my top two are pretty solidified at this point. But overall, I, I'm i not even going to lie. Yeah, I have concerns about him. And I still love him. I think he's a great quarterback. But we'll see what happens moving forward. If this team's not a Super Bowl team, and if they weren't last year where I think the roster is better. I think there is some concern still with uh, McDermott as the coach. I'm not sold on him. And I, I think the play calling was abysmal sometimes, but I'm not using that as a cop-out with him. Because at some point, if you're the third-best quarterback, you're going to have to go above and beyond that, basically, in my opinion. Yeah, it's to the point where like you have a guy in Josh Allen. I don't think you can like move off of him right no, now, right? by like, all means, you shouldn't move off of him. Probably not within the next few years, I would even say. Like, he's... he's probably locked up for quite some time in Buffalo, but it's also, so what are we going to do? Change the head coach if we're not winning? And if that doesn't work... I probably would, just no, because I, mean, I don't like Sean McDermott that's that fair. much. It's a like, completely reasonable you know, step for an organization to take is you have your quarterback, you trusted him, move the coach. But if that doesn't work... I, uh-huh. No, I think you... Then, yeah, if that doesn't work, <laughs> like, then, yeah, you, you're starting to see some concerns. Like, I'll give you that. Like Then I'm just sitting there like, geez, I we still just wasted... Think- eight years for Josh Allen to be just below good enough. I think they need to figure out that. I think there's a lot of issues just with that Bills team that have been covered by Josh Allen, where it's like they don't have a solid run game to help them out. No, of course not. They don't have... They still don't. They they still don't. And And the other thing is, too, they... I still think you need at least two good wide receivers to really help your quarterback expand. Because, I mean, like, you've seen it. Like, the, you take Diggs out of the equation. Yeah, go back to our Gabe Davis fucked. argument. Right. Like, Gabe Davis is not a wide receiver, too, that no. I would trust. He's not a wide receiver, too, period. So, I think overall, there's so many adjustments that this offense needs that they just haven't fixed yet just because. Josh Allen leads him to a 13 and 3 record, an 11-6 record, 13 and 3. And their defense is, you know, usually pretty solid. 
Yeah. I'd give them that. Last year, they were incredible. Yeah. So those blankets kind of cover it up when in reality, there is a lot of issues that people don't see. So go ahead. Rip off your number three, then. I think I know where you're going to go with this. Yeah, you, you probably do, which is probably going to be the last one we have to argue on. So, uh, my number three is Aaron Rodgers. And, and before you get into that, I could see the point. I could truthfully see them, you put like you putting him in that range. It, it makes sense, but I'm saying I don't know with the age if how much of a concern it's really going to be. And truthfully, too, like, what Aaron Rodgers are we going to get as well? Yeah, I, there's a question mark, right? There is. And uh, listen, I'm I'm on the Jets' downfall. So <laughs> there, there, there's a part here where it's like, okay, if Aaron Rodgers, if the team's not winning games, how well is Aaron Rodgers playing? Exactly. And I don't think they're going to win enough games to make the playoffs. Part of that's just being in the AFC East, which is still a very good division in football, even though I don't think they're the best. But... I sit here and I have to look at Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers, make, Aaron Rodgers. Just yeah, uh, the guy's a Super Bowl winner. He's now a three-time MVP. Last year, I'm not afraid to admit, wasn't great. But I brought up my concerns with the team last year. He didn't want to be in Green Bay. Basically, nobody to throw to. And you know what? He still went out there and won eight games. Like, no, and it was a bad year. But he's also one year removed from being the back-to-back NFL MVP at 37 years old. And, and and again, I I have nothing against Aaron Rodgers. I just think that he's a, he's a weird dude, man. He's and, that's my one thing. Dude, against him. He's do a your weird thing. Dude. I, I don't even care at this point. <laughs> I mean, you yeah, could you just do you, yeah. But he's a weird dude. It, but overall, I'm just a little concerned to see like, all right, what are we gonna really get out of Aaron Rodgers? Because the Packers got away with the he he got a lot of lenient things out of the Packers, in my opinion. Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, he basically... I mean, that was his team. And right, that's I, what I'm well, saying. So, like, I don't know it if It was that's... his team without getting... It was not in the LeBron sense of you get who you want because they wouldn't give him offense. Right. But, but it the... was also... He had the whole city wrapped around his finger. But at the same time, too, like... I don't know. How is he going to handle the New York media as well? Who knows? So, overall, I, I could see it. I could see him being that high on a list, but I can also see him being that low on a list because in the consensus for the ESPN one, he is all he's number four. His highest ranking was number two and his lowest ranking was eight. So it makes sense why why we're kind of all over the place because I think everyone in general is just all over the place with them. And ESPN's list was voted players, coaches that yeah. Was, yeah. Okay. So like it's it it was I'm pretty sure it was just exact it was it was just the top, it was executive coaches and scouts. Okay. So it, it it does it's a lot of credibility there. Yeah. I'll give them that. But that leaves us with our top two, and I mean it's it's <laughs> pretty the, simple. The Joe Burrow here. and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Look at now we just get to be kumbaya. Yeah. Kumbaya. Yeah. No. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> wow. More we'll take, singing from yeah. Dylan on the podcast. So anyways, please. no. That was great. No. But there's nothing much to say other than Joe Burrow. It, it, Joe Burrow's Joe Burrow, and then Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. Like I, I don't know well, what else to really say. There's literally no conversation for Patrick Mahomes at one. I mean, if anybody's saying yeah. anything else, I could need to be see, checked into a mental hospital. I could see why people would be a little bit lower on Joe Burrow. Yeah, 
but you can't be that low because the dude is the dude a, was in a Super Bowl. My my hottest of hot takes is this guy has the best chance out of everyone to be the next Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, because Patrick I, Mahomes is just different. Like he's it, no one's gonna be Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry, like that that it's just it, Caleb Williams. Like you can compare the style of play, yes, but overall, we're Patrick Mahomes is one of one. But I think just being clutch, consistent, gets where it needs to be. Joe Burrow would be the Tom Brady. I think that's his like max that he could reach in general. I, I comparing players like that is so hard because that it think is. It's hard because Burrow's you never know. Nothing like Brady in terms exactly. of play style. It, it, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Burrow definitely leaves the pocket more. He's definitely <laughs> not a better, as much. I mean, it's not a like a significant passer. thing. I'm just saying, in a sense of they're both consistent, clutch. Yeah, they no, get they the are. ball where it needs to be. And I will say, I mean, Joe Burrow has had way better wide receivers than Tom Brady has ever played with. I mean, Randy Moss. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. But <laughs> I'll give him that. But put your put your brakes on before we go discrediting Randy Moss. But right, and also like Gronk. I mean, not a receiver, a tight end, but, but tight end. Yeah, one of the best. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's that's the top ten, I guess. Do you have any other remarks on those two? No, no, that's about it. Yeah, I, I don't really have anything. Again, we're in consensus top two. If you don't like Burrow's highs too, I don't know to tell you. The dude is winning playoff games at a young age. And I could see you flipped the whole franchise on its head. I could still see people saying Josh Allen at two. Like I, I even though I don't necessarily agree with it anymore, I could see it. But I mean, if you're not having him in the top three, I think you're just straight up wrong at that point. Yeah. So I'll go through mine. 10, Dak Prescott, 9, Matthew Stafford, 8, Aaron Rodgers, 7, Trevor Lawrence, Lamar at number 6, number 5 was Jalen Hurts, 4, we had Justin Herbert, number 3 was Josh Allen, 2, Joe Burrow, 1, Patrick Mahomes, Jake, give me your list. 10, Kirk Cousins, 9, Matthew Stafford, 8, Lamar Jackson, 7, Justin Herbert, 6, Trevor Lawrence, 5, Jalen Hurts, 4, Josh Allen, 3, Aaron Rodgers, 2, Joe Burrow, and number 1, Patrick Mahomes. So I don't want to spend too much time on this next topic, but where do you think Deshaun fits right now in that kind of category? Like, based on only what we've seen? Yeah, we'll go with that. Based on only what we've seen, Lamar is like, or Lamar, oh my gosh, Deshaun. <laughs> I'm, I'm just out of it. With. Yeah, Deshaun is a, uh, I don't know, you're slot than probably closer to like 17 to 20 based on only what we've seen out of him as a Brown. You talk potential and what I think he could be, I think you're talking a lot closer to 10. I think potential, he could be a top five quarterback. Oh, no again. doubt. Yeah. If he, but if he reasonably, plays at the top level that he's played at before, he's top five. Reasonably, I think he's probably a top, he has a chance of being a top eight quarterback again. Yeah. I'll give him that. I think right now, though, anything higher than like 13 is kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I agree. And it, he should still be in consideration because we have seen top five perform. I mean, dude, we've probably seen top three. Out of him, I mean, we've point. seen six bad games out of him, right? So, I think there's the potential with that. My next one then is: is there any guys that you're kind of looking at right now that could jump onto this list or fall off the list when we head into this conversation next year? 
And we're talking strictly guys in the league right now, obviously. Correct, like, yes. Like Caleb Williams is obviously a whole year of college. That's a different one happen. because, I mean, at that point, if we're talking about him, he, he hasn't even played it down in the NFL, so I'm not going to say anything about right. that. Agreed on that. So go but ahead. Glad we're on the same page. Um, I think you'd be talking Rodgers simply off the fact that he could retire. As a faller? Yeah. Rodgers is one of my fallers, too. Um, a guy that could go higher. We talked Lamar Jackson a little bit. Not jumping I'm saying, onto the list, okay, but yeah, jumping yeah. up on the list. Yeah, um, he's another guy that I would say, too. We just mentioned Deshaun. I think he's a guy that could obviously jump onto the list with play. Another guy? I, I guess the only other names that they're out there were, I think if Russell Wilson and the Broncos actually show it's something, a good one. he's a guy that you talk about. I don't know that they do. I don't think he's quite at that level that we thought he was, but it's definitely possible. You, you definitely could see a different level of Broncos team this year. And the only other name, I mean, you got to look at the rookies a little bit. My big one's probably C.J. Stroud. I think he's better than Bryce Young. Ooh. And I think he has not good weapons in Houston, but good enough to make him look okay. Ooh, I don't know about that. I actually have, obviously, Deshaun Watson could have jump on the, the top ten list. I agree. I have Bryce Young as another guy that could leap up there okay. because I am higher. I, I was on the Bryce Young over CJ Stroud train for it wasn't by a big margin but like it was a decent sized margin and then also too a name that you forgot that could really easily but at the same time it's very iffy Justin Fields oh yeah no that's definitely a miss by me because the problem is like it, the same thing with Lamar if he figures out his passing ability then yeah but I still have concerns of his passing ability. And part of it, too, is I the throwing motion. There is still a lot of concerns with that. I think he's slowly starting to clean it up, but it's still not ideal in what you would want out of quarterback. And I bash, I bash a lot of quarterbacks for the throwing motion. Like Will Levis, for example, bashed him a lot for his. But I think those are three guys that you should look at. And then a couple of the fallers that I would say maybe – you're looking at like a Dak Prescott. Yeah, he didn't off make of my, my list. list. So. Yeah, depending on how he does. Aaron Rodgers, another guy where he could potentially fall off my list too. With could also li- just retire. Yeah. So it, like a case of like Tom Brady, and then if the elbow issues remain a concern, Matthew Stafford could potentially fall off as well too. I there's no doubt about it. You know, if he's still not healthy. I mean, he's not getting up there in age, too. Yeah, he's another one. I mean, you talk Rodgers' age. Stafford's right around there, too. He's around there, yeah. And also just not playing at the same high of a level. I agree. So, we'll get into our last little spiel, which is this or that. And, again, since we're a Cleveland-based podcast, we have to include some type of Cleveland talk when you have any of these discussions. So... We want to tie in the quarterback talk with Cleveland Browns football. So what we're doing is, would you rather have this quarterback or that quarterback, but it's for the next two to three years, and it's against Deshaun Watson? So the first one, these are names of guys that are like on the cusp of either being a top 10 or our top 10. Or just have something about it. It's not like a clear cut like, okay, would you rather have Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson? Like, obviously. Yeah, give me Trevor Lawrence, please. Right. So, we'll get started. And again, keep in mind, two to three years. 
Because if it wouldn't make sense if we just said like, you know, this year because yeah, because who knows, right? Because we already ranked, we did the rankings and stuff like that, and it would be pretty clear if we did that. Yeah, you do this year, you can't do the next like ten years either, because then I'm just taking the younger quarterback. That makes sense. So, the first one, Kirk Cousins or Deshaun Watson? Jake, what do you think? So the next two to three years, I think I'm going to ride Deshaun here, just because again, Kirk, a guy that's getting older and the potential. We talked about it. Is, Is he a guy that can win you a Super Bowl? I think you have to have all the right pieces. You have all, you have to have. And granted, we may. Yeah. And a lot of it is dependent on quarterback play. But at the same time, I don't know, like system-wise, if he gels, you never know. I just think Deshaun's He's an elevator as a runner, he can hide gaps. Like when things go wrong on plays, Deshaun's there to clean it up, right? Like he makes something happen. You don't get that out of Kirk. No, I agree. Kirk's and a guy I, when the system's good, Kirk is really good. And I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I still think Kirk Cousins is probably not the option. He may be the option for this year. Even then, like that's it's still shaky because I, I just know what Kirk Cousins' ceiling is and it's not high. So I'd probably go with Deshaun Watson, and I probably am gonna go with Deshaun Watson in this next one too of Deshaun Watson or Dak Prescott. Yeah, I'm riding Deshaun Watson. I, I'm so low on Dak Prescott. Like, he's probably my 11, but I don't even know if he slips in there. Yeah. Like, he, he doesn't protect the ball. He's had really good receivers. Again, a team and a guy who he's had it there for him and just hasn't done anything with it. I don't know, man. Like, I, I was higher on him a couple years back, but now as I just keep watching, I, I just keeps going lower and lower. I agree. I Last year left a very bad taste in my mouth with Dak Prescott, and I think I'm probably going to do a lot more research into him. There's a lot of quarterbacks that I want to really look into, like watch film before, and you know, take a deep dive into how their season was last year before the season starts. Um, and Dak Prescott's going to be another one, and another guy like Justin Fields as well too. But yeah, I, I'm taking Deshaun Watson in this case because I, I just. I don't really see it with Dak right now. He's not a guy that's going to really elevate your team. No. And I think Deshaun Watson has that capability too. But the next one, a little interesting, at least for me, because I still think your answer is going to be no here, Kyler Murray or Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I'm still Deshaun Watson. Okay. I, I'm interested to hear your point of this because you said it's difficult. I This is a no-brainer to me. I think Kyler's too small. I think now we're seeing injuries with him. There's obviously, you know, some questions about his character and how passionate he is about the game. So that draws a lot of question marks for me, and I don't think you have nearly any of those with Deshaun. I, I mean, there are character concerns. That Let's draw the line in the sand there. Clearly, <laughs> I looked at you and I was Clearly just like, there oh. are character concerns. But outside, like his passion for football, you can't argue that. The guy loves football. I'll give him one more year. One more year, and I'll say Kyler Murray for this year. And if he doesn't come back from the injury, then I'm I'm out on him. I still don't know how I feel overall about Kyler Murray. He's another guy that I want to watch film on. But the dude has a lot of special talent, and I think it hurts because he again, you know, very small stature. I would he's I mean he's 
215, so he's built. I'll give him that. Yeah. So we could. It's a little bit different from a Bryce Young scenario where it's not like he's like you know 190 when you know drenched in water. He's he he's built, and it it, it shows. You yeah, know, he's he, a good runner too. Yeah. Like he so, can move. He has a lot of abilities that I'm willing to bank on, and again, a, a cannon of an arm. But if you can't really figure it out, then yeah, I'm going to get off of his boat. But for now, I'm I'm probably going to have to take Kyler Murray on this one. I just just for it. this year at least. Like, it, it, give me one more year. Just give me one more year of Kyler Murray, and if it doesn't pan out, then I'm off the boat. I just can't get behind. It's small and just it, again the passion concerns it will get me. Like, who knows? Does and, Kyler Murray even want to be playing football in three years, dude? Like. I think he will be, but does he want to be? That's fair. But then moving on, we're going to go into a more younger frame of guys here, which is going to probably change the perspective a little bit. We got one from the 2023 class. We got one from the 2022 class and then one from the 2021 class. And the first one, the 2023 class, and we already talked about him, Bryce Young or Deshaun Watson? Uh, I... You could even change this to C.J. Stroud because, again, I'm higher on Stroud than I am on Young. Okay, that's even though, fine. But I, either way, I'm still going to Sean Watson, honestly. Okay. For the next th- two to three years, yeah, I'm going those. Like, if but you think put about this, it in a Brown system, though. Also put that in perspective. Oh, think of it in a Brown system because we've been so good at developing quarterbacks. I'm just saying in general, like our team as a whole right now, it's a little di- – It's it, I mean – yeah, I'm just saying. But, like, it's I, better than what the Texans are doing right now, and it's better than what the Panthers are doing right now. Yeah, like, would these players probably look better in our system? Yeah. Than probably, but also, once again, like I say, I've watched how many first-round pick quarterbacks fly in and out of my building in the span of two years. That's fair. And, honestly, five years, you go five years down the line, who would I rather have? Or who would I rather have after three years? You ask this question again, my answer might change. I, I'm taking, right now, no. I'm taking Bryce Young on it. Uh, not a chance. Again, a guy that's tiny. Uh, I just don't see a whole lot out of him. Like I, I think he'll be fine. He'll be an NFL starter, but I just don't think he's the next best thing. I think you're looking closer to a Tua situation there. There's the chance of that. I'll give you that. But I also think too, this dude has an elite processor. He's got a good enough arm. He plays stylistically. He has that backyard element to him. And he can create a lot of different things outside of the pocket and stuff, which I really liked about him. But yeah, I mean, the size is a concern. I, well, it'll be interesting to see where he pans out with it. But yeah, I mean, I guess I'll take Bryce Young over that. I don't know about C.J. Stroud, but at least Bryce Young over Deshaun Watson for the next two or three years. Next guy, though, Justin Fields or Deshaun Watson. What do you think? Yeah, this is the one where I looked at the list and I was like, hmm, right? Like... I'm really starting to think now because I think Justin Fields is going to improve as a passer. I think he looked pretty good as a passer in college. Again, against a lot worse defenses, better, like worse athletes, everything, of course. And he was thrown to Chris Olave. Like, I get it. Like, deep balls were not a problem. Right. But also, I don't know, man. The legs on him, obviously better than the legs on Deshaun have probably ever been. He's a more talented runner than Deshaun. If he improves the passing game, which I think he will, I don't think I'm ready to say Justin Fields. I think I'll stick to Sean, but this is the one that like has me on the fence. 
I'm still not sold on Justin Fields' passing ability. I, I mean, don't think he's really either. given us – he's shown some glimpses, but he hasn't given us a hard look of like, all right, it's definitely just the wide receivers. You know, like I see clips all the time of him on Twitter, like, oh, you know, like Justin Fields isn't a good passer and stuff like that. Okay, it's like a two-minute clip of just a couple of cut-ups. Like, give me the full season of him. And there's plenty of misses like that. I think he's improving. But for now, if like the next two to three years, like I still don't see it with him right now. So I think Deshaun Watson in that case, I'm I'm, I'm taking him. I don't know. I, I it, it's more clear than other ones, but overall, like I just don't not sold on it completely. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't think he's shown enough as a passer. Not it all nearly. depends on this year. I want to give me one more year on right. Like I think Justin Fields in the next one to two years, you see Fields take a jump as a passer, but I can't say that definitively, which is why I say Deshaun Watson. Yep, and then the last one kind of did it as a joke just because take our shots at Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett or Deshaun Watson? Pretty clear, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, keep me away from Kenny Two Gloves. At best, you got Kirk Cousins 2.0. It's a bold best. That's why I said at best. Yeah, I think that's a bold best. I I don't know. I don't, I don't see Kenny Pickett doing literally anything. No, I, I mean, again, it's more of just, you know. Yeah. Why not take our shot at Pittsburgh while we can? No, I mean, I'm always down to take a shot at Pittsburgh. Yep. Any closing thoughts as we wrap up this episode, our 20th episode? 20 episodes. Wow. Yeah. That's what I was saying too, man. It's definitely interesting. Wow. We've grown so much as, as human beings and adults since we started this uh, two months ago. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> you want? Uh, you know what? I'll plug in the. I'll plug it in since go I was ahead, about to forget ahead. to do it. Um, mistake by the take on Instagram, also to on Twitter MBTT Pod. Follow us on Spotify. Click the notification bell. Also to on Apple Podcasts. Jake, you're what Volnick two on, on Twitter. Twitter. And then I I don't know your Instagram. Wow, man! Yeah, come on! You, All right, you look at you know it. And then mine, obviously, simple D Y felt on all pages. Jake, final thoughts or anything else before I start to fade you out? Mm, I don't even. I was gonna say something I had going on, but I literally am not. I'm gonna be seeing uh, gonna be seeing Barbie and Oppenheimer here pretty soon. No, oh, you're you're gonna do it. I thought we were gonna do it together. Uh, well, I have a staff screening for Barbie that I'm able to make. So, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Big time there. Yeah, I get to see it a day early, guys. Kind of a flex. <laughs> Any, anywho, <laughs> that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Mistake by the Take as we figure out that Jake is going to be going to Barbie. I'm Whatever, watching Barbie dude. on Wednesday, man. Oppenheimer, I could watch it Thursday, but I work. Anywho, catch you on the next episode. Deuces. Peace. <laughs>